yes, that is changing. This new 50 plus, we're creating a, a different kind of age plateau. It's because we're lasting longer. And also because I feel that we do need multiple careers at this point. We can't count on anything. Welcome to Reinvention After 50, a Brand 50 podcast where we interview a large spectrum of entrepreneurs that have started their businesses later in life. Learn, be inspired, and get motivated by their stories so that you can take your life's experiences and turn them into your next venture. And here are your hosts, Jack Uhaldi and Robert Erie Archbord. Welcome everyone to Reinvention After 50, a Brand 50 podcast, and I'm one of the co-founders, Robert Erie Artboard along with my partner, Jackie Holday. And today we have Stephanie Odell, who's one of our co-contributors to our podcast. And she has her own company called Celebrate the Gray, where she's changing the face of the 50 plus woman. And today she's interviewing another bold woman, Mary Jane Fahey, who started off as a creative director and a design director to many of the magazines that we all know of. And she had to make some shifts in her life, became an author for the first time recently. And she actually started a I love this one, started a website and a company called Glorious Broads, where she interviews really strong women, women who don't believe that they should be put in a box, and she's tackling ageism head on. So let's get to the interview with Stephanie and Mary Jane. Hi, I'm Stephanie Odell with Celebrate the Gray, and I am one of the guest hosts of Brand 50 Podcast, and Brand 50 Podcast is all about reinvention in midlife and beyond. And I'm thrilled to be here with Mary Jane Fahey today. Hello. Uh, and we, um, Mary Jane and I didn't cross paths years ago with, but Mary Jane used to be um, the creative director at AARP and helped launch the Disrupt Aging Movement campaign. Uh, you're also co-author of Dumped, which I want to hear more about because I don't know much about what that is, sure. but you are a content and creative director, a writer and a published author. And you also have created Glorious Broads, where yes. you celebrate passionate, gutsy, unconventional women over 50, which, thank God, <laughs> we're out there and we want to be seen and heard from. Yes. Uh, so I want to talk all about that. I want to talk about where you came from. Uh, if you had any midlife kind of, I got to figure this out, or if you've just sailed smoothly from your career at AARP, and I know you also have also now an agency working with people about the 50 plus community and demographic, but welcome. Fill in Thank the gaps. You. Yeah, I'm happy to. Well, uh, this is my past. This is my past. In fact, I was a creative director and a design director for many, many well-known magazines and newspapers. I worked globally, and that was my first passion and love. I worked for, you may know it, it was a firm called Roger Black. I worked for him for 25, 20 years, which is amazing. And after that, I started my own firm. And there I redesigned Boston Globe or Newsweek, or we launched Fast Company. I mean- Oh yeah, I know Fast Company. Yes. In fact, you know, actually I launched that at Roger Black's, but you name it and we did it. And the interesting part of it was for me, we started working globally. I started in and I worked in and out of Spain and my best job to me 
I would usually team up with partners in the country, but I got a fabulous job in Hong Kong to redesign Tatler, you know, the mm-hmm. English Tatler. We had to kind of make it more an Asian partner. And that was so fun for me. I had to learn to work in Chinese as well as English and great career. What happened to me, and I want to talk about it because it was not an easy transition. That's what I want to say to the women out there. It's not this easy. And we wrote about this a lot at ARP, banker to baker, and we made it sound Mm. easy and it ain't easy. Right. (laughs) What happened to that business, as you probably know, is it went from big budget, fabulous job, great lifestyle to poof, nothing. The the uh, print industry went down. Yeah. My husband oh, I- used to be in the print industry. He oh. was ad sales in print in- industry and, you know, Rolling Stone, Entertainment Weekly. Oh. And so, yes. yeah, yes. everything went digital, right? Everything yes, went. Everything went digital. And for me, it wasn't as interesting, wasn't nearly as interesting as being, you know, when I, I designed it, but I, I also had a lot to do with editorial content, how the book was shaped. It died or it didn't die, but it. I wasn't so passionate. So what happened was I wasn't as hot as I used to be, as I aged out, but it wasn't just aging. I lost my passion for it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to compete with people who are working for less than me. So I went from being the star to kind of a, not a nobody, but not, not the bomb anymore. And the way I looked at myself was, I am Newsweek, I am Boston Globe, I am all of these things was really, that was nothing. So I went through a bit of an existential crisis, which is a lot of women have have done. So it it kind of went with my menopausal shift. Okay, of (laughs) course. Yes, of course. So that was two years of, whoa. And at that time, my husband left me. Honestly, he was 15 years younger than me. And I was just loading him up with my crisis in terms of my business and my crisis in terms of menopause. He couldn't handle it. In retrospect, I don't blame him. But I always wanted to write. I saved up a little money, not a lot of money, but a little money and just said, I'm going to take a year off and I'm going to write a novel. Well, the novel didn't happen, but dumped happened. And it's a very fun kind of kick-ass book about how to recover from a, a breakup because he left me and I, right. I didn't expect it. So that just turned me on to the possibility of a new life. So that's to answer no. It wasn't easy. <laughs> it was a bitch. Uh, but it did give me an inkling of what this new life might be to be a creative director. I'm sorry, to be a writer. After that, you want me to keep going? Yeah, I want to ask you a question, though, because when we talk about possibilities, and that's one of the things I really talk a lot about, because that's so much need. It's so needed by for women to see that. So did you have examples of that? Or did you have friends that helped talk you through that? Or because we tend to kind of settle into who we have been, and it's really hard to imagine the possibilities. So did you have examples of people? Did you have women that helped you kind of see the strengths that you had? Or did you do that all on your own? To be honest, I did it on my own. I mean, I had friends, but 
a lot of friends that I had around my age in publishing were get, going through the same shit. And it became a wine party, mm. as in not drinking, yeah. but, and that wasn't helping me. So to be honest, uh, this is not a menopausal talk, but I did get a kick out of Stacey London and what she has to say. It, it was a solitary journey. <laughs> and I took off a summer and I suffered through it, but also realized I had this gift. I wrote through it and I knew I had to change it. Certainly there were people in the past that I have, I, I have admired, but nobody in my circle. Do you feel like that's changed? I mean, I know we're both knee deep in the 50 plus woman and all the people doing work, but do you feel like there's more stories and yes. narrative out there for women to? Yes. Yes. I do. Th- I do definitely feel that way. And, and, and so what happened to me the next life, I really saw more of that when I started Glorious Broads and I seeked out these kinds of women who, who created this second or third or even fourth life. For, I started looking for them because yeah. I needed them. Right. And then AARP saw me, saw my voice and just hired me to do Disrupt Aging. And there too, I was surrounded by these kind of women. I, I would seek them out for ARP, A-A-R-P. Uh, I'm going to call them ARP from now on. And it was an excellent learning situation for me because I had come, I remember, from design to editorial. And Myrna Blythe, who is a, a trip, but she- She's the CEO? She was the head of, uh, she was the head of editorial content, she, oh, okay. I believe she- is, but she saw something in me and she, and she gave me the shot and it was, uh, it was a great opportunity. Why I left was I wanted to push my ladies. I was more into motorcycle mamas, not mm-hmm. someone, not bankers. Uh, not that I'm against by bankers wasn't my type. I wanted more unconventional broads, but it was, it, it was a great beginning. And I, so my answer to you is yes, that is changing this new 50 plus, we're creating a, a different kind of age plateau. It's because we're lasting longer. And also because I feel that we do need multiple careers at this point. We can't count on anything. <laughs> Let me just ask you about AARP, because I think it's such a great platform. And I feel at times when I look at it, they're not utilizing or they haven't updated um, their model of how their representation of the 50 plus women. Is that true? Or am I just One of the reasons I left? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Disrupt aging had that job uh, and we were working with the stock houses and this may still be going on at ARP. I do not know what's going on at ARP, but you know, it was my first big corporation to be in I have consulted with them, but I had never been a part of it. So I was frustrated with how, long things took, yeah. but that was on their agenda to change the the look of the models, to start using the kind of models that, that we want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it took longer than uh, what I wanted. Disrupt Aging, we were doing it. I think Disrupt Aging has changed again to, to uh, another take. So it, it's changed very much from wh- where I was with it. Well, I know that they worked at one time with Getty and launched like 1500 new stock photos. 
because I, that is an issue. I talk to brands all the time about inclusion of the 50 plus women and even just using stock photography, it's impossible to find modern, impossible. Impossible. vibrant pictures. Um, Absolutely. But then you talk to photographers and it's not lucrative enough for them to really dive into it. So I keep yeah. saying we need to find some young tech savvy person to partner with that can build it and make it easy to dump photos into, but that it's really age specific that you can go in and search. Well, that's frankly what ARP was supposed to be doing. Oh. So I don't know where they are on that collaboration, but it was an excellent idea. Yeah. An, fantastic an idea. idea. We really, really need. Yeah. It's not represented enough. They are, they're in the, involved with a lot of really interesting possibilities for older folk that I don't think gets published enough. I don't think people are aware of enough. Anyway, I left it because my goal, I saw very clear what my goal was, which was to push the kind of women that, that frankly helped me uh, through my transition. So that was when you founded Glorious Broads? Yes. I, in fact, found it before uh, ARP hired me. They, I did it for about a year and they liked what they saw. They liked the voice of it. And that's why they brought me over to Disrupt Aging. And while okay. I was doing Disrupt Aging, Glorious Broads had to be on hold. I, I couldn't do both or I would lose my mind. But when I left, then I went on at full steam. So tell us what it, Glorious Broads is about and some of the women that you've interviewed. I always find very interesting, inspiring women. Oh, yes. So my uh, mission there is to highlight these women who live unconventional lives. I would like to inspire, sure, each other, but more the young women so that the fear, there's always going to be some fear, but when you're turning 35 and yeah, your face begins to shift a little, I don't want you to be afraid anymore. But I also don't like to make turning older as just a silver model's view of it, because that's not it. It's a lot of things. It's challenging. So these women that I highlight have been through it. They either started anew or they went through more than one issue that made them grow. One of the, the I usually do not do celebrities, but I loved highlighting Kathleen Turner. Now, Kathleen Turner has some story because she was I think she's just an excellent story of a glorious broad. She was, you know, Hollywood's diva, right. loved for her looks. And she went through some physical difficulties in her 30s and, well, actually it was in, in her 40s. Nobody was hiring her. She couldn't work for a while and she never gave up her craft. She taught through that tough period. She Her looks changed because of the drugs that she was on. And she came back as an actress on Broadway. It wasn't easy. It wasn't that boom, boom, boom. That to me is a glorious broad. And now, you know, she's deeply into, you know, uh, fuck you, I'm 50 so. And I love <laughs> that period. Just That's kind that. of the attitude of all the women you interviewed. Who was the woman yeah. you interviewed or you posted the other day? And I commented oh on it God. because I loved her. 
Yes, she's going to be Hetty. Uh, she calls herself Hetty Retro Age, but her name is Hattie Weiner. And I found her in New York Magazine, Why We Love New York, probably from at, about two years ago. And she is an 86-year-old woman who still dates, still has a sex life, but is much, much deeper than that. She's a healer. She's vibrant. She has health issues. And that's what I want to say. It's not all going to be you drink your water and you're going to be perfect from that. It's right. not. It's a struggle, but it's also to live that kind of life that I may have 20 more years is it, it makes me think, oh, I may have another life after Glorious Broads. Right. It's very exciting because she certainly has. She's had many, many, many different careers and many, many different lovers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's empowering good. in itself, right? It, it really <laughs> is. I'm working on a television show now with a fabulous partner. And we are finding these women and they are all like 65 plus who are all sensual, all sexual, and they have diverse kind of lives. They, one may be a trans, one may be a, a, an S&M. And it's not just all tricky sexuality. It's just sexuality. Right. And that they all have opened up to it in their 60s or 70s. I find it fascinating. Well, it's interesting that we get basically put in a box and told, you know, we're not sexy after 50. So, you know, the buying into these messaging that, oh, I can't wear that. It's too sexy. I remember doing a photo shoot with a woman and she, I put this beautiful red low cut dress and she said, oh, I can't wear that. It's too sexy. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. Says who? Well, it's not appropriate. You know, the, the evil word appropriate. Yes. For my age. And I went, well, who's writing that narrative for you? Are you writing that narrative? If yes. it's you, fine. But is it somebody sitting in an office somewhere or some story being told to you from your grandmother or your mother or, or your sister or whoever it may be? Write your own narrative. I mean, Stacy, we were part of a talk yesterday and um, she talked about that, you know, writing your own narrative, yes. basically, and how hard it is yes. for women as we age to not buy into what we're fed. Um, And let's talk a little bit about that because that's one of, that's the work we're trying to do is update the narratives and the visuals. You and I both are doing that, but for women, when we go through menopause, all of a sudden our bodies may have changed. We have wrinkles, our hair is graying, and we're told change all those things if you want to fit into society. So, you know, I I don't buy what kind of advice do you give? Would you give to women? Also, there's a lot of women in midlife sitting, kind of trying to figure out what's next for me. And it's an overwhelming question for sure. Yes. Um, any yes. resources or any advice that you would give to people, give to women, especially? Sure. Well, first, I'd like to talk about the physical, the changes that you go through. And, you know, maybe all of you listeners out there have heard it, but I can just say from my life story, I was so sad when this man that I love left me, when I was in the middle of menopause, when my career died, and I dug deep. Oh, Tolan, I mean, Eckhart Tolle was my best friend. (laughs) Spiritualist, (laughs) Eckhart Tolle. You got to dig deep. And when you come out of that and start, for me, it was working out. For me, it was reading more. For me, it was, I tend to hate to use the word spiritual, but you got to dig deep. And when you come out of that, it's it's like a phoenix reborn. 
it's going to sound corny, but loving yourself, not needing anybody brings people to you, whether that's a lover or more friends like you. I got a whole new set of friends and let go of friends that were getting in the way of my growth. Yeah. And that kind of positivity makes you look at the mirror and what I don't care what you do. If you want to do your face up, go ahead. I personally am into my hands matching my face and I'm not putting anybody down, but I chose not to do that. But it's it's about acceptance. You know, it's about walking into the room, being fit. I saw you in a bikini girl. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. But being fit, well, I think it's really important. I mean, it, it can be any any size. This is not doing the size thing, but I mean, feeling strong. Yes. And I think feeling strong. Your body. Yeah. Yes. Taking care of yourself. No matter yeah, eating properly, you know, because we don't want to be hobbling ninety-year-olds. You know, we want to we want to still love our lives at ninety-year-olds. Well, yeah, so I and think we, that's we have this opportunity to, you know, our parents didn't have the longevity that we are going to have if oh. we just take some steps to have that longevity, and that allows us to have two, three, four, maybe reinventions or updates of what we're doing and how exciting that can be versus I think a lot of times the way you enter into it, I've had conversations with women that will say, oh, it's so scary. And I'm like, oh, it's so exciting. Like if you start changing the way that you look at it again, back to the point you're making, it's amazing what comes to you when you change the verbiage or change the description of the experience to come our perception of the reality. You predict the reality based on how you enter into it. Yes, I agree. And some of it too has to do with letting go. For instance, I had on my fridge, it was even just two years ago, a picture of myself as a muscular, in shape, kick-ass 35-year-old. And about two years ago, I was just like, I'm putting this picture away. I'm in a different place in life. I'm fit. I'm strong, but I'm never going to be that. And it's okay. (laughs) I think that's such a big part of where we are. And this, I I think, is also attached to career. I think to look to grow from your failures as well as your successes was big. I, for a while, was looking at all of the successes I had in my past life as failures when I couldn't get the jobs that in a way didn't exist anymore. I was like, why aren't they all coming to me? I had to let that go and embrace the new. So I would say to anyone 45, 50 plus or whatever, we're no longer, don't allow people, well, what you just said, to put you in a box. You know, I was a designer and people didn't understand when I started writing. So what? Do what you need to do. And you're going to get negativity. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, it's that whole thing of believe in yourself. You got to make money if you're if you're not independently wealthy. So you may have to eat it a little and uh, take some jobs that you don't think you should because you're too fabulous for. So it's going to support this new life you are creating. It's, I don't think it's easy, but 
I, I think I think it's just really believing in yourself and going after it. Let me ask you something. Do you look back at your past yeah. and see those pieces fitting together better than they did now that in the work you're doing? Yes. As a matter of fact, I, I see that what I didn't think were connected dots as completely connected. It's very interesting. My love of women, I grew up in a matriarchy. I adored, uh, you know, everyone adores their grandmother, but she was a strong woman. And I knew from my mother what I didn't want to be. I loved my mother, but I knew what I that I didn't want to depend on any man my for my monies. So that was always there. And I always wrote on the side, but it would be, this is important. It would be someday I'll write that play. Mm-hmm. Someday I'll do that. And then you turn, I turn 70 and it's just like, uh, some days now uh, for yeah. me, I started writing at 65 <clears throat> and it regenerated me. So I would say out there to all of these women, and I'm going to trust my, uh, check my notes, but this is important. Stick with what you're good at. I have used assistants that were not very expensive to do the horrible tech stuff that right. would take me a day and would rob me of my creativity. So it, work out your budget and you can do it. And there's lots of free resources out there. I mean, that's the other thing I found. I don't know if you know about SCORE. It's here in the Bay Area, but it's free classes. Like I'm taking a financial class tomorrow about year-end taxes because I hate numbers. I am not a numbers oh, person. Yes. So, you know, ask for, I so agree with you, ask for help. There's lots of free yes. resources. There's lots of platforms that are women-based that will help build a community and help you generate ideas and flush out ideas because sometimes that group of friends, which you mentioned, may not see the version of yourself that you see. Yes. You may need somebody that has a different viewpoint and you can put that idea out into the universe. Yeah. Um, Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, it's difficult, but this letting go, I think, has been also letting go of friends from the past. I still love them, but if they weren't supportive or understanding or maybe a little jealous as I created what they were hesitant to create. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of letting go. It does take some guts. Yes. Well, for sure. I mean, uh, and to put yourself out there, reach out to women like you're doing, but then to highlight those women, you're also paying it forward. They're giving you, but you're also giving them this opportunity to have a voice again that they may have thought wasn't important anymore. Yes, because society yeah. basically says you become invisible as you age. Um, so you're giving this visibility to these amazing women, and this is these women. Wouldn't it be fantastic to see these women in marketing to be inspired? Oh my to god, age. Yes. Yeah. yes, that's why I love what you're doing. You know, I mentioned Kathleen Turner when, in fact, she's the only celeb. I love finding these absolutely amazing women that need to be seen and heard. And what I love what you're doing is you're putting, you're putting us out there instead of, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again, but an ex silver model. You know, I think we talked about this because it's connected somehow. I had an issue with Paulina, her last name. Oh yeah. 
But talk, let's talk about it. Yes. But you know what? I'm going to write a piece about it tonight or I'm going to put it up tomorrow. My mother had a, a thing. My mother was a character. She loved somebody and then she suddenly stopped loving them. And we adored my mother. Said, oh, now we hate that person. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> I can't keep up. Paulina, I, w- I never hated her because I admired her and how she kind of worked herself up after the cars. Uh, Rick, is that his name? Yeah. Did not take care of her. But my problem was her, you know, going on about her body and being invisible when come on. But when she put up the other day that uh, she had got some kind of financial reward finally from Rick's family and she put up that I am going to learn about money now. I am going to handle this money now. It just completely switched my point of view about her. She really has become an empowered yes. woman. So I, I took her out of the box. I put her in. Mm. <laughs> and we do that to each other and the world does it to us. And she's really fighting ageism with what the modeling agency. Well, it's not the mo- what people do to her when she's, I mean, that gorgeous body runs around in a, in a bikini. It's. <laughs> She's amazing. I, I just don't like that. You know, some of us feel like, oh, do I have to do right. I have to look like that? You know, let that go. But she's she's a, a, a very multi-leveled person. But I, she I, also I think it goes back to our perception. And and when I celebrate the gray is about your gray, everybody's gray is different. You know, it could be your hair. It can be your body. It can be your career. It can be your relationships. It can be so many things. And for her, you know, her gray is different than our gray, but she's yes. still going yes. through the same type of aging, aging out, negative feedback, whatever it may be. So I, I'm glad that your viewpoint has changed about her because I do believe she, and it takes those big voices, right? To start yes. any kind of movement. And as much as we feel like, yeah, but she's not really a real woman. She doesn't really understand, you know, the menopause, the body changes that, you know, she still gets to do all these things and go all these places and she's still relevant, but it's, we need those big voices to start the little voices being lifted up a little bit. So, well, I I never believed her invisible. Look at that woman. (laughs) Well, in her mind though, in her perception, in her mind, I like what you said that her her version of gray. That's, yep. that's, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that all the time. Why do you have a gray agency? You're not even gray. And I said, well, I'm going gray, but my gray is my body. You know, I've been an athlete all my life and my body has changed and it's yes. acceptance of whatever your gray may be and learning how to be more empowered by that versus view that as a limitation, which we're so often told based on our bodies, our faces, our hair, the limitations around that versus the possibilities or the power. Someone said to me, but think of all the things you've done. I've talked about this on other podcasts. Think of all the things you've done with your body for the last 59 years. So that's taking my own power back of my body. Yes, 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 yes. And it's funny, as you had brought up before, when you're in the midst of things, of changes, of no longer being the hot girl in the room. And I don't mean just physically. I mean, you know, the person that everyone would come to because you were the best in your career. Mm -hmm. Suddenly that shifts. I think you have to go through that loss and come out stronger than ever because it takes strength. 
to get to the second stage. And maybe once we get to the through this second stage, it will take less of this push to get to the third, to get to the fourth, as you see these older women doing it. I think we're at a, a really interesting time in our lives to be women. Well, you're, I agree. I think you are also setting the stage for other women. I mean, you're doing it personally for yourself, but then your story of growth and being scared and putting yourself out there and trying to figure it out and not resting on your laurels of I've done this, I've succeeded, I guess that's it. But questioning that and pushing yourself to do more. Yeah. Well, we started this conversation, I think, before you started recording about passion, passion and purpose. This is really what I love to do. We both heard Stacy. that's a passion, Stacey London. That's a passionate woman. Yes. And you you, you <laughs> have to feel passion about, I, I, I personally do not understand people who don't have that in their lives. I'm very passionate about these women, about the possibility of getting the word out more. Now, I'm not putting her down, but I will talk about Goop and the sex. Uh, have you seen seen Sex, Love, and Goop? Have you seen that um, new I've, uh, series? No, but oh, I've heard about it. Yeah. Well, it was pretty interesting because Gwyneth uh, in... I and think Goop was, is Gwyneth Paltrow's, just yeah. in case people, Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's company. And very popular website, and she recommends products, and she does series, and she's- yeah, she has a TV show on Netflix that's quite interesting. Oh, is that where um, there's what? It's a Netflix series now. Netflix. Okay. Uh-huh. So there's there are two stories about uh, that I'd love to share with your viewers. One of the reasons why I needed to do this television show I'm I'm working on is. Betty Dotson was on her sex show. And if you don't know Betty Dotson, is she passed away about a year ago. Uh, she was a 91-year-old sex yes, therapist. I've heard, okay. And her daughter helps her, right? Isn't well, it? her her partner, it, it, it wasn't her daughter. Oh, it wasn't her. It was her partner. No, okay. No. Uh, not a life partner, but her business partner. Mm. And they were good, good friends. Okay. Well, she helped me in my life uh, understand the worth of self-pleasure. And she was all about self-pleasure. So Gwyneth was smart enough to invite her on her sex show, the first sex show that she had. And Gwyneth said a, a couple of anatomically wrong comments. What is the vulva versus what is the vagina? And Betty was like, she, she jumped on her. <laughs> In a funny but strict way. And Betty ruled that show. A 91-year-old woman. Everyone the next day, being a Betty fan, was just saying, give Betty the show. Betty needs to rule that show. And that's when I knew we need to hear from these women who are excited about sex at that age. And it doesn't come off icky. And that is my prelude to watching this show last night. It's called Sex, Love, and Goop. And they are now, uh, she's got an interesting show, having conversations with couples and having a sex therapist working with them. She has one elder couple on. And she admits, look, I don't put uh, Gwyneth down. I thought my parents having sex was disgusting. And she said, now I know we all really have a problem with 60-year-olds having sex. And I was watching it just saying, it's great that she admitted it, but I'm kind of amazed that she admitted it. Wait, now who's admitting this, Gwyneth or the couple? Gwyneth. Gwyneth is admitting before she introduces this couple on. She's in her 50s now, isn't she? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever she is, she looks like she's 30. But she says, uh, she, but she actually said that to the camera. I do not put her down for saying it. She was admitting her issues. Her perception and, and, of it. Yes. And the 60-year-old couple came on and they were funny about it, but they were obviously, well, yeah, we still do it. But I'm um, like 59 and I think, oh my God, 60 so young. What are you talking about? Exactly. Well, this is what we have to get out there. You know, this yeah. is what we have to do excite the world about. Yeah, exactly. Well, then, you know, back to this whole perception of what certain age looks like. And, you know, the the thing that drives me crazy is, oh, you look great for your age or whatever it is. It's like, well, what picture are you looking at to compare me to? I'm sure you get that all the time. Oh, yes, I do. They're looking at the wrong images because the wrong images are out there. Exactly. That's what makes me crazy, which is why it's important that you're doing this. I watch uh, Channel 13 News and they have, I'm going to do a little piece on this. They have commercial after commercial about financially successful people, but they all, they all look like my grandmother did. They don't look like uh, today's woman. Yeah. I, it's interesting. I just got, was casting a a commercial and they wanted somebody in between 50 and 70 hip grandma. And it was like, so what's, I I wanted to figure out what's your perception of grandma and why does grandma even need to be in that narrative and that description? Exactly. So it it automatically throws, you know, a, a kind of this outdated image of women in that age group. So it's well, just Jane, Jane Fonda is a grandma. <laughs> What's your feeling about Jane Fonda? I love Jane. I don't care what she does to her face. I just think, <laughs> you know, this is my feeling on all that. If you need to do that to yep. feel great, terrific. But I, I just think she has been such an inspiration to me. Amazing woman. That's how yep. I feel. How do you feel? I think she's fantastic too. I mean, I, I agree. If do whatever you need to do, I don't represent women that do do facial facial plastic surgery, but because I think then it sends this conflicting messaging to the anti age denial mess uh, buy in. But no, I, I agree. You know, if you want to dye your hair, dye your hair. Whatever you makes you feel comfortable, but do it for you and not because. You some marketing somewhere is telling you that's what beauty looks like. Um, you know, I think the work we're doing is redefining beautiful, what beautiful is. And, you know, I think age older women are so beautiful. And especially when you hear their story and their wisdom and their, it's even more beautiful. I've always been attracted to older people. I've always loved talking to older people and hearing their stories. So I think, and I know you, you will undoubtedly agree with this, that, Older is beautiful. Women have problems with the middle years when things start to shift a little. And if you could just work on yourself during, be healthy, try to get comfortable with that. So things fall a little. It's okay. There was actually, I would recommend this sex and goop series because with one of the couples, this therapist had this 60 year old woman strip and look in the mirror. Mm. And it was, it was really good to do that. One of them was naked. The other was not comfortable, but it's life. Things are going to shift a little, either that, or you're going to spend a fortune again. I'm not putting it. (laughs) But But it's interesting too, because I work with a lot of doing a lot of styling with clients Yes, and what they see versus what I see 
Usually is very different. And you get caught in the stories in your head or the, your, you know, the stories I had one client that couldn't, her husband was, didn't want her showing her breast and it was vulgar. And so she hid basically in her clothing versus she got divorced. She had a boyfriend that thought she was sexy. And all of a sudden she wants to show off her breast and show that she's curvy and sexy. And so it's interesting when you do that exercise, I always ask people when we have, they'll try color on, or we'll try some new shape on to really that fits their shape. And I'll say, what do you think? How do you feel? And for somebody to say, I feel pretty to see themselves differently than they've seen themselves for years can be the catalyst for amazing change. Um, yeah. But I think we get caught up in these, or you see yourself, you don't see your younger, what you thought was beautiful self. Yes. And you focus on all these things that are different versus, but look at your face, look at your hair, look at your, the what color does to your face. And so it's super powerful, that exercise. Yes. Yes, it is. The last woman, uh, and she's going to come out next week. I do these interviews. Are, are you on my newsletter? I'll have to put you on my newsletter. Yes, please do. But this last woman is now 53-year-old, a beautiful Black woman who owns Indigo Style. And she talked a lot about just what you're talking about. As a stylist, she's interested in vintage clothing. And these women come with like, oh, I can't wear stripes now. Oh, no, I certainly can't wear horizontals. Oh, that's too much color. And to push them into possibilities. It's all about possibilities. Right. And it's about the permission. So seeing somebody hearing your story, seeing someone like you, seeing the women that you highlight, it gives permission to women to think about the possibilities versus all the limitations that were served. So that's one of my favorite thoughts that for women to just kind of turn on something in their head. Oh, I never thought of how much I live my life based on the limitations versus to the possibilities. Yes, 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 yes. It's true. And that's, you're, you're right. That's exactly what I'm going after with the young women. I think it's that 35. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think mm. if we all want to look like Simone Signore, if people remember her out yeah. there, you know, I love the bags. But, you know, the 40s when, well, Marilyn Monroe was uh, too much to even bring up. But when you start to fade, you don't have to if you, if you right. work on other things. Yep. Exactly. Well, what's next for you? We're going to wrap up, but I want to know what's, where do people find you and what's next? What are you most excited about coming that's coming up? Well, right now I'm pushing my t-shirt business. Oh, tell us more. Yes. My t-shirt business is all empowering. I love certain t-shirt company. There's one, I think her name is, I might be screwing your name up uh, out there, but she worked with advanced style. Hmm. I think her name is Fanny Kirst and she's based in London. And I, what's the one, what's her, what's her shirt? I I think the one that she's most known for is Old as a new black. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but she, I, I got a couple of teas. I love her attitude. And I also like, I think it's called the Rebel Store. So I'm doing a little company of more of those messages out there. Very simple, white on black. But one of my favorites is old with swag. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So messages like that of empowerment, of empowerment, strictly, and a sense of humor. 
Yeah. Um, so we're working on that, I- expanding that. I'm very much working on this television show um, and just making a sizzle out of it. And if it doesn't work, if, if the networks are silly enough to not take it, we'll uh, put it up as, uh, as something on YouTube and, you know, work on it that way. Well, I mean, that's a great way to do it and show yes. the the demand for it. Yes. Because yes, I, yes, I yes. know that brands get that the 50 plus woman is undervalued and underrepresented, but when it comes to actually putting money behind a campaign, they just can't do it. So we just have to show the power of our spending. And if you can show it on a YouTube series in a smaller way, Yes. If, if we can't sell it and we're giving yeah. ourselves a couple of months, we're still shooting it, but I think it's unique. So that is what's going on right now. Great. And where do people find you? Uh, okay. My website is gloriousbroads.com and my Instagram is gloriousbroads. I would say come to my Instagram because we really keep that current. And um, I'm not on Twitter, but I'm going to probably get on uh, more video avenues soon because actually I do a lot of videos, but I just have to get that tech person to help me. <laughs> I'd rather do it, but not get it up. But well, I need that's where we need that. to partner you. We were just talking about Circle and that's where we yes. saw Stacy yesterday, but that's a great organization that yes. know, connect you with a tech person, a younger tech person doing intergenerational mentoring, yes. um, two-way mentoring. So that might be a good fit for you. Well, thank you for your time today. It's always a joy to talk to you. And I know we're, we're working together. You're part of Celebrate the Gray. And I'm looking forward to some collaborations together in time to come. Yes. Okay. All right. Have a good day. You too. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on all of our guests, go to brand50.com where you'll find show notes and other resources to help guide you through the next exciting phase of your life. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, along with other platforms, and write us a review while you're there. You can also sign up for our email list on our site to get the latest podcast updates. We promise you won't get a constant barrage of emails from us, and you can bet we'll protect your privacy as well. You can also follow us on social media accounts listed on our site. Thank you for listening.